That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, folks, we'll start the show in just a second. But first, it's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily. That's the brutal lesson Deborah learned when thieves found her home's title online forged it and literally took ownership of her home in an instant thieves legally owned deborah's home you know this story she got evicted and spent a fortune in legal fees trying to get it back the fbi calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes and you don't want to be next that's why i urge you to protect the online title to your home with home title log the legal documents to our homes are kept online where thieves can hunt them they forge the documents stating you sold your home then they borrow against your home and stick you with the payments. No insurance or bank protects you. Home Title Lock does. You could already be a victim of home title fraud and not know it. Find out now. Register your home at HomeTitleLock.com. Enter the code VOICES for one month of free protection. Again, enter VOICES for one month free at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You should, you should have seen him. Where, where is that tooth? Did you see it, Brody? No, I didn't see it. He, he dropped it. I had an accident. Way in. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a Carcaridon carcarius. It's a great white. But you, you don't have the tooth. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going and to have a summer unless you we're, we're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. I mean, we're going to have to tell the Coast Guard. Mr. Ford, we're going to have to contact the shark We're going to have to put extra deputies on because you have to the world is going to come in here. Got I don't think one of you are familiar with our problems. Uh, I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Now, wait a second, wait a second. There are two ways to deal with this problem. You're either going to kill this animal or you're going to cut off its food supply. Larry, we have to close the beaches. Bob Seska. Bob! 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 The Bob Seska Show. Fuck. (laughs) It's like that scene every goddamn day. Yep. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 23, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,190 of the Trump crisis, 195 days until the 2020 presidential election. Lots to talk about today, so let's bring him in, the goth ninja. Uh, Jody Hamilton (laughs) from the From the Bunker (laughs) Podcast. What? Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker Podcast. From dash the dash bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. Support all your favorite sexy liberal programs. And also it's David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex from the T-Rex Report Podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Also uh. uh, <laughs> well-known Georgia resident. <laughs> yeah, greetings from dumb fuckistan. <laughs> no shit. God damn it. What is going on? You know what? I have uh I have Brian Kemp music here. Um, I never May realized. May I just take a moment to address the governor? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Please do. You're governor. Let me clear my throat. Okay. <clears throat> Listen, you inbred simpleton. <laughs> you categorically cannot claim that you are basing your decision to reopen our state on data and science when there's no motherfucking data, you lying sack of lightly salted weasel dicks. <laughs> there's no tests. <laughs> 
Lightly Salted Weasel Dicks. That's the name of this show. Yeah, I, th- I, think it, I think dicks. it might be. It really made the fat guy who sits behind me laugh out loud, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the overweight 70-year-old it man. Just, I mean, <laughs> he got up there, and he got, fucking the president dunked on you, yeah. Governor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, And that was, for me, kind of like watching the kid who beat me up in sixth grade get knocked down a flight of metal stairs. It was pleasurable, but I still flinched. Jesus I Christ. Mean, that's the kind of loyalty you can expect from your side, buddy. Yeah. So let's just... You know, open up the state and Oh man, just, when Donald I, Trump is calling you on your bullshit, that is some serious shade right there. And appropriately enough, I mean, obviously Brian Camp, inspired by Donald Trump, which there was a news story. I think uh Jim Acosta was reporting about this earlier today, about how they really had to twist his arm. I'm talking about Trump here. They really had to mm-hmm. twist his arm to get him to say Hey, maybe Brian Kemp is going a little bit overboard here. And so, obviously, this is a situation well, and the where... the order itself is so strange. Yeah. What, I mean, right. what? We're talking about, what, as of Friday, a certain number of things are going to reopen tomorrow evening. And we're talking about gyms, barbershops, hairstylists... Bowling alleys, juke joints, speakeasies, soda fountains... Um, Massage parlors, cool tattoo, <laughs> tattoo places. Well, the funniest, I've heard that it's he's so, not opening bars, but he's opening bowling alleys. It's like Charlie Pierce said the other day. He doesn't understand that bowlers drink, apparently. Yeah, Jesus I just Christ. I don't understand. Uh, it's like he sat down and went, what are some places, where are some places where people touch each other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get them open first so we can get everybody up breathing on each other real good and you well, know, inhaling each other's virus particles. Go on. <laughs> What's I mean, your what, uh, the question I have is your unemployment laws in Georgia? Like, if if these industries or industries are industries. allowed to reopen, fuck that. Um, by the way, no, fuck them. Industry. Okay. If these industries are allowed to reopen and say X Y Z bowling alley or not bowling alley, but say a, a massage parlor or a tattoo artist decides not to open up, and their employees then are still technically unemployed, do they still get to file for unemployment or because they're allowed to reopen, they're no longer allowed to collect unemployment? That I think that's the whole it. Point. And yep. I'm going to read this to you. This mm-hmm. is from George Cheedy, who was a writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, but this appeared in Decatur-ish. The state is staring at one million unemployment applications. It probably cannot wow. pay these over six months. The unemployment fund has a reserve of about $2.6 billion. Last week, it paid out about $42 million, which is about three times as much as it usually does. That figure will double in two weeks, give or take, maybe more. At that rate, the fund is empty in about 28 weeks, probably less. Even if things improve later, that fund will run dry in a year because unemployment isn't going to return to 5% oh for a long time. Wow. Georgians, he said, did the Kansas thing a couple years ago and instituted a hard constitutional limit on income taxes of 6%. Oh, Cannot go higher without amending the state constitution. What that means is there's no easy mechanism for the state to accommodate an extraordinary expense like this without somehow telling Republican reactionaries that they must raise taxes, period. Oh, fuck, fucking That hell. is the calculus he made, because it's not, you know, he's opening, like, places where poor people work and don't have health insurance to mm. put them in the line of fire so that they will not be able to file for unemployment. And it's not like, you know, software firms or banks or real estate agencies that he's sending back to work. It's a bunch of poor people who doesn't want to have to pay their unemployment. So mm-hmm. that is the bottom line rationale for the whole fucking mess. I mean, once everything opens up and there's a resurgence in COVID-19 cases in Georgia, probably spreading out into Alabama, South Carolina, Florida, et cetera, when this happens, it's going to be the fault of the workers, right, for not exercising appropriate social distancing while they're being forced into bowling alleys. Right. God damn it. This is the most insane thing in the fucking world. The way the Republicans are handling this. I go back to what I was talking about last Thursday. In fact, I beat this horse again on Tuesday. I feel like there are very clearly defined choices here given this crisis. Either let the economy die, people die, or the federal government spends the money that it can actually print and borrow and pump it into the economy. I mean, for God's sake, a deficit and a debt is nothing compared to a gigantic economic Great Depression or a gigantic loss of life. And then those are the two false choices. There's this third choice that would solve many, many problems. It would allow us to keep social distancing. It would allow us to keep the stay-at-home orders in place. And it would keep the economy afloat for the duration 
until we have a vaccine, right? I mean, it oh, seems... Oh, but Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob, the blue states should just file for bankruptcy. That's right. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. How about that? You know what? Being in a blue state and we pay more into the federal government than we get back, F all those effing fucking... Yeah. Red states taking my fucking federal tax dollars and my goddamn state is the fifth largest fucking economy on the fucking planet. So fuck all that fucking fuck fucks. <laughs> that gets, I'm standing now. I got to get an amen up in here. Standing. Hallelujah. Ovation. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I need a cigarette. <laughs> that was. Because uh, we're not even really a red state. Because the guy cheated his way into office. That's true. You know? that yeah, is that's true. I put up a message yeah. from. Um, from Stacey Abrams yesterday, and I was like, and now a word from the winner of Georgia's popular vote. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Except, by the way, I uh, I interviewed Rachel Bittacoffer yesterday. She's a political scientist. She's a numbers cruncher. She's got this right. great forecast for 2020. She was dead accurate in 2018. And, is she uh, still sounding good? I mean, does it still sound good? It still sounds good. I mean, oh, with good. a big impediment, at least in terms of her model, was Bernie Sanders. That was the shock to the system that may have skewed right. the model out of whack. But she's looking at Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris. Harris as vice presidential possibility. So I just wanted to throw that in there because we're talking about now a political science expert who is looking at the entire landscape, looking at the polls, looking at the climate right now and saying, that, well, these two people could be game changers for Joe Biden in, the, in a good he way. Is he announcing next week? Isn't he announcing like May 1st or 2nd? I think that's when he's announcing his selection panel or the committee I that he's going to put together. I thought, to- he was, I thought the committee's already together and then they're going to pick, but maybe maybe that's what he's announcing, which should be his God, cabinet. Move it along, old man. You're not going to live forever. <laughs> I know. He needs, to get the, he needs to get the news cycle. <laughs> he needs to grab the news cycle from fuckity fucktard. Yes, well, that that is absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we're going to talk about some of Trump's Trump show in a few minutes mm-hmm. here. But back to uh, Georgia. So we're talking about uh, bars, nightclubs, live performance venues. Those are going to remain closed for the time being, right? Or are those part of the eventual no, no. reopening on some sort of time? The timeline? thing that's happening, though, is that, you know, the mayor of Atlanta, he's, oh God, he's, you know, he made it so that localities cannot supersede this order. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just a total power play. Yeah, but that's that's the most that's is, one of the most ridiculous things. The fact that he said that local governments cannot supersede what the state government is doing, either upward or downward. It's just breathtakingly stupid, especially given that Dr. Burks was standing there in the press room yesterday saying that communities need to be deciding on what their phase in plan is. Even the simplest guidelines are not being met in our state. We have right. not had two weeks of declining infections. We are in fact right. on the upward curve. Yep, I saw that right too. Now mm-hmm. we managed to slow it down a little bit, especially here in North Georgia, where my mayor is like, everybody stay home, but like, it's not going to stay slow. We're going to get about three weeks yeah. into this, and there's just going to be a wave of sick people, and yep. the hospitals will be overwhelmed. Maybe, just maybe, this will coincide with the dying off of the spring wave, and we'll get lucky, Yeah, but I doubt it. Yeah. I, but see, a lot of local businesses, though, everybody in my town, all the restaurants, gyms, everyone's like, we're not opening yet. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't feel comfortable putting our employees Smart. in harm's way, yeah. Um, yeah. because they don't want to be liable for the lawsuits. Well, and the question is uh, whether or not the workers will actually even come back. Are customers even going to go? And I assume a lot of red hats will. A lot of you know death cultists will go back to all all of these facilities and probably get it. I mean, what we're talking about. It just kills me that the people who've been screaming and yelling about the revolution and overthrowing the government and collecting beans and ammo for all this time are the ones that are just completely (laughs) peeing themselves because they can't go to Olive Garden. (laughs) Right. It's just. (sighs) I mean, aren't these people? into the idea of locking themselves into survival Mm -hmm. bunkers. I mean, wasn't that a Mm -hmm. thing for a long time, especially in 2009 during the Great Recession into uh, 2010 and so on? All we heard about on the Glenn Beck Fox News show was about this gold survival seeds and survival bunkers, like these self-contained tanks, probably no bigger than the office I'm sitting in right now, that you bury under your backyard and then you go down there and you wait out the apocalypse. That is something that they would clearly not be able to handle for any longer than one month without absolutely going bananas and running out into the nuclear radiation, presumably, to say, oh, we're not going to be held inside forever. Damn you, government. And the total- I would never have thought, you know, yeah. that we finally did have an ex- existential threat 
to our our livelihood, our country, our way of life, and that you know whatever percentage of us would be running out there to throw themselves at the aliens' feet, like eat me, eat me. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Yeah. So just to save some billionaire in a hidden fortress somewhere, stroking a fluffy cat. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. It's like uh, you know the character that Kirsten Warren played in uh, Independence Day. Kirsten Warren's also uh, Kirk Acevedo's wife and an actor in her own right. And she was in that scene in Independence Day where she was at the top of that skyscraper in Manhattan where the alien ship centered right. right over and then she was at the please take me take me we're all here uh-huh. waiting for you and then that they're the first ones <clears throat> to go yeah they're the first <laughs> ones to get vaporized by the uh, independence day aliens so that's kind of what they're doing here that's the mentality let's just mm-hmm. step out and see what happens in fact one of the most insane things in the world is uh, mayor carolyn goodman of las vegas Offered up her entire city on behalf of every resident in Las Vegas. We will volunteer ourselves to be the quote unquote control group. We offer to be a control group to see how many people will die without social distancing. That is Las Vegas. That is the insane red hat mayor of Las Vegas. May the odds ever be in your favor, Las Vegas. Good luck. Death (laughs) cult. It is a death cult cult. Yes. I've never seen anything like it. And I guess the reason well, some why- things are more important than living, said the <laughs> lieutenant governor of Texas. That's right. Um, in fact, uh, Franklin Graham and his, I guess, pool boy were on Twitter yesterday and they said uh, Governor Greg Abbott's Texas is talking about getting the great state of Texas open back up. And I agree. Thank you, Franklin Graham. I hope he opens up the barbecue and Tex-Mex restaurants first. Those are definitely essential. Oh, good Lord. Oh, God. God damn it, these idiots. God damn it. God, 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 God damn it. <sighs> Man. So something I've been doing, I uh, downloaded the audiobook. I joined Audible and you get two free books. So I got yeah. a big horse choker to begin with. The mm-hmm. Great Influenza by John Barry. Get it through our Amazon link at bobsuska.com. Thank you very much. Oh, go, Bob. <laughs> Please continue. Um, but it's... Uh, <laughs> But I also have the hard copy because uh, I've read it before, but I've, so I've been like taking these long walks and listening to it. Yeah. Uh, and the parallels with our current situation are just unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. so uh, America got hit incredibly hard yeah. by the influence of our, what well, started here when, you know, they were building these army cantonments to train men to send them overseas to fight in Europe. Um, and there was a, it was in Kansas, they believe, the first place. And it was, you know, they're clear cutting and, you know, infringing on territory that had not been infringed upon by humans before. Right. And we stumbled across a virus. And, but Woodrow Wilson was so focused on the war effort that they kept telling him again and again, you know, there's a problem, the men are getting sick. And he was just like, send him to Europe, you know, and mm-hmm. that's how the flu went to Europe. And right. it just, and he wouldn't let the newspapers, you know, you were, any anything that might quote unquote hurt morale yep. could not be printed in the newspapers or you know set on the wireless because you know it was it would give hope to the hun uh, and demoralize the people at home so people are getting sick and you know in Philadelphia like bodies are starting to pile up and things are going and things are falling apart and the news media is like you know influenza is just good old fashioned grip you know take some Vicks and you'll be fine don't be scared oh my and, god and they were like fear is the biggest killer in an epidemic and they were, it, it just went on and on and it just and so by the time the armistice was declared in November they were deep into the second wave yeah and the yeah. second wave was the lethal Mm-hmm. The first wave, like we're having now, was a warm-up, yeah. Because the virus, it, viruses intensify in their in their acceleration stage as they try new hosts and they mutate, and they they typically get more and more virulent until they reach a cresting point, mm-hmm. and then they revert to the mean, which is to become more average. Yeah. Uh, and it took until 1920 from mm-hmm. 1917. Um, and Woodrow Wilson got the flu in January of 1919 while they were working at the Armistice Accords after World War One, and he was never the same after that. Yeah, didn't he, he stroked out, right? It, didn't it cause him? Well, to- that's what. There, there's no evidence of that. People say that, but really, like, there was no specific cerebral event that they can point to. But it was really just people after this flu. 
The flu in 1917 to 1920, it attacked parts of the brain. And it was just Mm -hmm. people would be, there were people who had schizophrenia for years afterwards that then just gradually resolved, which never happens in schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get better as time goes on. It gets worse. So it's, there was all kinds of atypical uh, emotional and mental after effects from it that were just some of it I think may have just been pure PTSD from people mm. got so sick that they knew yeah. that they were hanging by a thread wow um, well, aren't they having blood clotting issues right now? I've been reading reports that there's been weird blood clotting with some COVID-19 patients coronavirus toes is that it Jody? something I, I forget what but like people that you like don't have underlying conditions that they would be subject to blood clotting issues they're giving them blood thinners but they're still having clots and having strokes because of it. So there's oh, a God. whole new other problem because wow. it does attack your heart. So, you know, and that can, it, 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 this is a very insidious virus that I think the earth created to get rid of humans. Uh, maybe. Well, I think this is basically, it's, you know, it's thousands of years old. It's been yeah. sitting there evolving on its own in a yeah. different biosphere that has never ever encountered human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's basically Mother Earth has said, go to your room and think about what you've done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, because we but, infringed I mean, on places that were never touched by human beings before. And as a result, there's this organism that we don't have any historical resistance to. Yeah. Nobody yeah. on Earth has ever caught it before, so nobody's got immunity. I feel like this is a result of human beings uh, being hubristic. This is about human mm-hmm. hubris. This is about mm-hmm. us thinking, well, we can eat and do whatever we want and nothing will happen to us. We can pollute the sky and we can melt the permafrost and we'll be fine. Of course we'll mm-hmm. be fine. We'll figure out a way. We'll come up with a pill for it. Or we'll come up with sand berms and seawalls to protect the rising tides. You know, these are all ridiculous ways that we rationalize our behavior here. And I feel like this is a tipping point for not just American democracy and so on that we're existing in right now, but it's a tipping point for, I believe, all of humanity in terms of how we interact with our environment knowing that there are things to kill us around every corner that we take a wrong move we get too self-entitled and so on and then suddenly we're walking into a propeller that we kind of started and created it was always sitting there but we went up and revved it up and then walked right into it and splat just like raiders of the lost ark blood all over the place and that's what's happening Right fucking now. Of course, uh, today we learned that Elizabeth Warren's older brother, Don Reed, uh, Well, they're saying it's it. Doug Herring now. I mean, Doug two different Herring? reports. Uh, Donald Herring. Donald so Herring. It's either Don okay. Reed. Uh, okay. It's Business Insider saying it's Donald Herring. Um, MSNBC, it was it was Reed, so I don't know. <laughs> no one knows Elizabeth Warren? Oh, Donald Reed Herring. That's it. Donald, Donald Reed, Reed Herring. Herring. So oh, okay, gotcha. There we go. All right. Uh, safe home to uh, Elizabeth Warren's yeah. older brother. Terrible. I mean, this is a situation where we're all confronting people who are, are getting this sort of thing. And again, I go back to the insufferable ones who maybe haven't uh, known anyone who's died from it, who believe that they are invincible, that because no one they know has gotten it, therefore they will not get it. And so therefore they will go out and they will protest and they'll gather in these huge groups of idiocrats thinking that this is somehow going to scare people like Gretchen Whitmer into being completely and totally irresponsible. And it's just not going to happen. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter how many protesters turn out committing suicide in many cases, I mean, 10 to 20% of them are going to get the coronavirus. About 2% of them are going to die. These are the protesters who are being driven out of there by special interests, by the gun lobby, by all of these AstroTurf groups. I hope this will be the course correction that we need. That is my sincere hope. We have experienced situations like this in the past where we could have had a course correction, certainly after 9-11, and it didn't happen. And certainly after the Great Recession, we tried to have a course correction. The Republicans dragged their feet and tried to obstruct every step of the way. Now we have an opportunity once again, and I hope we fucking take it. Otherwise, the next calamity is going to be a thousand times worse. I mean, what if this was like an Ebola-style mm-hmm. breakout, and it was this viral, and it was this mm-hmm. infectious, mm-hmm. What, and, and it kills. I mean, it causes... 95%. Ebola yeah. 95%. 95%. 95%. Yeah, 95%. Yeah. Did you hear what Billy Baldwin is calling the death cultists? Uh, what is he the calling? The Flu Klux Klan? The Flu Klux Klan. No, that's a good one. 
No, no, he's calling them the Branch Covidians. Ah, Covidians. <laughs> By the way, every time I hear someone in the Midwest say COVID-19, they say COVID-19. COVID-19, COVID. yeah. I think Gretchen Whitmer says COVID. And so whenever I hear that, I think of the documentary American Movie. Have you guys seen that documentary before? I highly, mm-hmm. If you can get your hands on the documentary called American Movie, you have to watch this while in quarantine. It is about these guys, I believe from Minnesota, who are who fancy themselves as filmmakers, and they're trying to make this horror movie called Coven. And so when they say that with that accent... <laughs> coven. It's 20 years coven. old. This yeah, movie they, was in 1999. Yes, it is, uh, wow. it is a... James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich and Kirk Hammett are in this? Oh, no, they did the music, okay? <laughs> I think they did the music, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they did the music. Yeah, but the documentary is so great, you're going to think you're watching a Christopher Guest mockumentary, but this is 1,000% real. These guys trying to make this uh, horror movie, Colvin. Colvin. <laughs> so whenever I hear them say Colvin, I'm thinking Colvin and vice versa. So, by the way, uh, apparently Donald Trump is going to honor medical workers not by giving them something like, you know, PPE, supplies, things that they could actually use. A union. A union. He's yeah. he's going to have military fl- planes fly over yeah. different cities. But still not one moment of silence in all of these Trump shows going back to the beginning of March. He has been doing these every day, minus Easter. That was the only day he skipped. Every day since then, and not one call by the President of the United States to have a moment of silence. 30 seconds for the, the all of the Americans who have died, many of whom died due to Trump's malicious incompetence. The idea that Donald Trump could have prevented all of this if he had instituted social distancing just two weeks sooner. 90% of the people who have died so far would not have died. Mm-hmm. Two weeks sooner, uh, there would have been a 90% reduction in the death toll. One week sooner would have been a 60% reduction in the death toll. Instead, Donald Trump was doing MAGA rallies uh, for five days in a row throughout well, the last uh, days of February He's ready to do them again. Yeah. He's, he's get, he, they're having to like, you know, they're like, not yet, Mr. President. He's like, let's get on the road. Let's do some rallies. And it's, yep. he, mm-hmm. Did you guys hear the report this morning? As of April 1st, we had just under 4,800 U.S. deaths. As of today, just over 47,000 in that short a time period, in 22 days. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, they were saying April was going to be a hellscape, and, and here we are. Yeah. And, and again, Donald Trump... Oh, you, you, wait till you see June. If, we're gonna, if this June start going out now, it's mm-hmm. going to... People were saying, you know, we were actually starting to flatten the curve, but it's going to be like a saw blade. If it, if this is what's going to happen, if people are going to start rolling out and going out again, it's just going to be like peak here, peak here, peak here. You know what Donald Trump is calling your sawtooth pattern, uh, David, is uh, he's calling them embers of Corona. They're going to be, they're little embers, he says, with the hand gestures, like as if he's... Little embers. Embers. The little embers under the forest floor, and they won't go out. It's, it's voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying yesterday. He's, he said that once they get this to the point where it's not, where the curve is on the downslope and everything, there may still be embers of Corona. He doesn't want to even say coronavirus. He's just saying Corona now. When there are embers of Corona, he's going to go around and stamp out those embers, right? That's going to be the strategy moving forward at this point. There's, there is no strategy whatsoever. As Barack Obama reminded us yesterday, there is no national strategy for combating this. Mm-hmm. There is nothing. It's just Donald Trump standing up there going, look how great I am. I am the greatest. I've done this- a fantastic job. Yeah. Everyone's saying it. A terrific. I'm a genius. They can't believe how good I am at this at the CDC. They almost made me a doctor. (laughs) You know, I noticed something yesterday. When Mike Pence steps up to the podium and starts complimenting Donald Trump and all the great things Donald Trump has done in the face of the coronavirus, you know, worsening the death toll by upwards of 90%, shit like that, the good things. Um, When Pence is up there kissing his ass, Trump is standing there as if, He's he's standing there with a prostitute and then all of his buddies are standing a couple of feet away and then this prostitute is complimenting Donald Trump. Oh, you've got the biggest dick. You've got the best ass. And Donald Trump is turning to his friends and going, 
You hear this? Look, I got the biggest dick and the best ass in the world right here. Look at me. Look how great I am because of what this prostitute is, the the woman I'm paying to have sex with me is telling me. I just threw up in my soul a little bit. (laughs) Yes, but in this story, Pence, in this metaphor, Pence is the prostitute and Donald Trump is just feeding off of that bullshit set of compliments. I mean, he's got to know that Mike Pence is full of shit. But he doesn't care. All he cares about is the public perception of him as very strong leader, as a great leader, as the only one who is telling the truth in all of this. And yesterday he said that uh, people want testing. This will give you a sense of Donald Trump's clinical paranoia. He said people want testing because they know that he can't provide enough tests. Mm-hmm. That was Donald Trump's explanation yesterday for why all of the state governors... <laughs> we want them to spite him. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We want tests because we know it'll flummox Donald Trump. That was his literal explanation yesterday for why the governors want more testing, why all the experts are demanding more testing. It's all an attack on Donald Trump. That's what he believes. That's the fucking psychopathic thing about all of this. He believes that any action that's taken by anyone other than him is an action taken to flummox and undermine Donald Trump. Everything is about him. And so I guess that is the behavior of a cult leader. That is how he rallies the troops to believe that mm-hmm. he is the only source of accuracy. He is the only source of adequate response to this. He is the only person who can ultimately decide whether or not the country can reopen. There's no way to describe how deep into the bullshit that we are right now politically in this country. And, uh, you know, Rachel Bettecoffer yesterday on the show It didn't necessarily shock me when she agreed with me about this, but it was not fun to hear um, someone who has more expertise than I do go, yeah, you know what? If Donald Trump's reelected, we're we're fucked. We're completely (laughs) fucked as a country. And so I'm going, man, man, because we're headed to it now. I mean, this is we're on the brink. History is any guide. We will be deep into the second wave by then. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people will be dead. And that's why I'm saying that's why I'm suggesting to anybody that cares to listen, order your N95 mask now. Yeah. So that it arrives before November 3rd if you have to be forced to vote in person. Because at least that helps with particulate matter and not just air. Um, And that's what the problem is, is particulate matter in people's breaths. And at least you'll be somewhat protected. If you can vote early, vote early. If you can vote absentee, do it. If you can do like in California. I'm an absentee, a permanent absentee voter. I have been for Mm -hmm. years. And if I want to, the day of the election, I can just drop off my ballot at a polling place or take it to the post office. I don't even have to pop it in a mailbox. So find out the rules where you are. Get the proper ID right now. I mean, these certain things, especially if you have to vote in person, get the protective gear now. Order it now so that by the time November hits, you have it. Put it away. Don't use it now. Put it away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just and keep it keep it away. In addition to all of us being prepared as far as the pandemic goes with relation to the election on November 3rd, we also have to bear in mind Trump's attempts to rig the election and he's already starting to do it now in fact we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. that here in just one second but it's more important than ever to take care of yourself and each other these times with more time at home comfort is the ultimate kind of self-care of course a third of your life is spent in your sheets on your bed, of course, just not walking around like a ghost. I'm talking about your sheets on your bed. Now's, <laughs> now's the time to make sure those sheets are insanely comfortable. The same for the rest of your bedding, towels, and loungewear. Oh, my favorite, Brooklinen has America's online favorites with over 50,000 five-star reviews. And right now, Brooklinen's having their biggest sale yet, the birthday sale, bedding, towels, loungewear, and more at unbelievable prices. You, you all know this. I've worked from home for a long time now, and I've found the best way to stay productive is to stay comfortable. Comfortable, so I've surrounded myself with Brooklyn and comfort day and night. My work has a tendency to uh, keep me up at night sometimes, but I can't even put a price on a good night's sleep. Brooklyn has helped me and Kimberly build a bedroom oasis. That makes mornings refreshing, and by bedroom, we obviously mean the refrigerator. The refrigerator, yeah. yeah. You, you, like, so, 
You like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax. Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for your home. And they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Their biggest event of the year, the birthday sale, is happening. And you don't want to miss it. Get incredible savings on sheets, beddings, towels, loungewear. And if you're listening after the birthday sale ends, you can still get 10% off your first order and free shipping on the all-new sheet right now. When you use the promo code BOBC, only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay, also, now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene, too. We're washing our hands and sneezing into our arms, but what about your cell phones? Huge carrier germs. In fact, it's filthy. I can see it now, right through. I See, I'm inside your phone, and I'm looking at the glass from inside your phone, and I see that it's filthy. You got to clean your phone. They're a vector for disease, and we rarely clean them. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone Pro It's a sanitizer that uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your device, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can uh, be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station, right? You can use that too. Go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 and free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember, use the code SEXYLIBERAL for two-day free shipping, and it'll ship immediately. That's thecleanphone.com. Don't forget the the, thecleanphone.com. The Bob Seska Show. We would step outside in rhythm Now we're so off-kilter It's cookies! The old you'd be dancing with them I'm afraid you killed her Yeah, this is Cookie and a song called Off Kilter. So good. Yeah, this is one of her latest singles from 2019. Really, really great. Lots of sampling in here. And her amazing voice. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit. Also, make sure to uh, support all of our indie bands by clicking the links in the description at BobSeska.com. Thank you for doing that. And Cookie's one of our newer uh, recording artists here. So glad that she submitted. So we can play this great song. I love it so much. Uh, Indie Music Countdown coming up in a couple of weeks here at the end of April. So look forward to that. Meanwhile, Trump is already accusing the Democrats of rigging the 2020 election. This has already uh, started. They sent out a uh, fundraising uh, uh, email the other day written as Donald Trump. Uh, It says, it's no secret that the Democrats are trying to steal the election out from under me. This is supposed to be from Donald Trump. They've been plotting against me from the very beginning, and their latest attempt to introduce fraud has not gone unnoticed. They're trying to rig the game with ballot harvesting, which does nothing but create chaos, allow for voter fraud, and bolster liberal candidates, all Mm. because they know they can't beat me at the ballot box. We are fighting back. Believe me, we are. But it's going to take more than just words. I need a real commitment from you, blah, blah, blah. And so this is the uh, gambit we've been talking about for a while now, which is he's going to use the mail-in balloting as one of his pretexts, I believe, for challenging the results of the election in court. I think he's going to continue. He's going to give up the entire military vote, which is mostly Republican. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He himself does that. In fact, he just did it uh, for the Florida primary. But And it's not like he can't make it down to Florida. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. It's not like he never goes to Mar-a-Lago or anything like that. Well, the question I have, like when he talks about ballot harvesting, that happened in North Carolina, I believe. Yes, it did. And wasn't it Republicans that did it? Yes. Yep. Yes. North, North Carolina Ninth. The Republicans. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing that, and uh, and that's the only instance that you can find in which mm-hmm. people are using ballot harvesting. This is another fantastic example, and fantastic in the worst possible ways right. of projection. This is him projecting, taking uh, Republican misdeeds and applying them mm-hmm. across the board, specifically against Democrats in this case, even though there has been zero cases of Democrats mm-hmm. engaged in ballot harvesting. This is insane. And what about Utah? Doesn't that mainly vote Republican? And that's an all mail-in yep. community yep. as well. Oregon. So, yeah. Oregon, Washington, Utah, and I think Hawaii are all mail-in. Yeah. And California, you can be an absentee voter no matter, there's no reason for you. You don't need a reason. Like Texas, yeah. you need a reason. There are states that have it, but you need a medical reason. I think New Hampshire said that fear of the coronavirus will now be a, a reasonable reason to ask for a mail-in ballot. Um, so at least they're allowing it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, there's, like, think, uh, Stephanie may have read it. In the past, like, 20 years, the instances of problems with absentee ballots, I, there were six in Washington State over the last, like, 15 years. Yes, it's ridiculous. Zero in small. Hawaii, zero yeah. in Oregon, like, one in Utah. I mean, it's like... Seriously, that's not throwing an election. Yeah, statistically non-existent. Basically, that's <laughs> right. what it amounts to. It's the same with voter right. fraud. I mean, there have right. been a but couple. Don't be surprised. Of- He's going to lie about anything and everything in order to try. I mean, because he knows that the. Hounds of hell are snapping at his heels because they're going to be dead. They're going out. They're going out. They're going to be. All of his voters are dying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, the thing that I'm more concerned about now, on top of you know these accusations of ballot harvesting and all the rest of it, Donald Trump's (laughs) fuckery when it comes to meddling with the election, is the concept now that at least according to Rachel Biddecoffer yesterday on yesterday's show. She was saying that the Trump administration is heavily targeting uh, former Bernie supporters to get them to vote third party, to get them to vote Donald Trump, to target them with misinformation, uh, literal disinformation, in order to skew their votes in the wrong direction. So that's going to be a specific target of... uh, There are 15% of them that have basically claimed they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. That's the only group, and it's not as much as it was in 2016. I hope not. I, I really hope not. Um, I, I hope the uh, those wayward Obama voters who voted for Trump in 2016, the suburban voters, too, I hope those... White women. Yeah, I hope those blocks will be enough to overwhelm whatever Bernie bro skewing of the Electoral College occurs, just like it did uh, four years ago. Um, I think it will this time for a couple of reasons. One, Joe Biden doesn't have the baggage that Hillary Clinton unfairly had. Yeah. Uh, and also, Bernie got out now instead of in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so that his uh, his voters can have the time that they need to mourn. Yeah. And once Biden picks his running mate, I think that's going to help. And then he should name his cabinet. And of course, and again, I've been mentioning Rachel quite a bit, but she had some really spot on observations. Very, very smart. And she was saying uh, yesterday that Joe Biden's best bet, this is going back to what we were saying earlier in the show about uh, Stacey Abrams, is that Joe Biden's best bet for a vice presidential nominee is someone who can attract that younger voter, someone who is going mm-hmm. to excite younger voters. And she believes at least that it's either Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris who's going to do that, plus to have the qualification, the basically the Jim Clyburn ask that his nominee be an African-American. So, Well, I mean, you want to talk about the Democratic base. That is the Democratic base. The people who are the movers and shakers and the engines of the Democratic Party who yeah. consistently turn out to vote in large numbers are black women. Yes, I have exactly. to tell you guys something, though. There's some breaking news. Oh, um, Maxine no. Waters on the floor just an hour ago said, I'm going to take a moment to dedicate this legislation to my dear sister who is dying in a hospital in St. Louis, Missouri right now, infected oh, by no. coronavirus. Jesus Christ. God damn it. So, yeah. poor Maxine Waters. I mean, I'm watching the video and it's just, it's just looking at her is heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, um, I, this I, is an hour ago. Maya Wiley just tweeted it out. I wrote this yesterday for uh, the banter at thebanter.substack.com. I think it's available for free today. I think uh, Ben Cohen opened it up for free, so you don't have to be a paying member to read this. It's also uh, as a commentary uh, at our Patreon page, uh, which I normally post on Wednesdays. 
um, one of the things I wrote in this uh, piece uh, for the Badger is how you know I kind of compared it to uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, where Thanos mm-hmm. just snaps and half the population disappears in an instant. Mm-hmm. There's no reversing that snap like what happened in Avengers: Endgame. We're not we're right. not reversing Donald Trump's snap that eliminated. I mean, we're talking about a difference between 6,000 deaths if Donald Trump had acted two weeks earlier versus 60,000 deaths, which is uh, the consequence of him just delaying and blowing it off and not really taking it seriously. And when Don't you, get to attest to that 60,000 because we're at 40,000 now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that was the estimate. That, that was, was if we did everything right. Yeah, we know it's going to be much, oh, trust mm-hmm. me, it's going to be much higher than 60,000. I mean, we're at what, 40, oh, yeah, we'll almost 40. we'll be at 60,000 by the end of the week. By, oh, yeah, by Sunday yeah. or Monday, we'll be at 60,000 easy. So what's the deal with Donald Trump actually reversing his initial strategy, his initial Scotty strategy, Scotty from Star Trek, where he was overestimating it so when it comes in under that number then he looks like a hero but now he's ridiculously underestimating it and then the actual death toll is going to far exceed his current mm-hmm. estimation which he keeps saying 50 to 60,000 I don't know if he understands what the actual death toll is because any reporter who tries to tell him that here's the number of people who have died he says well, why are you being such a cutie pie? Why are you being such an asshole what to me? What a nasty question. That nasty yeah, why question. You, well, you should be thanking me. You Vicious. should be congratulating me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, oh, God I mean, it. does he even know? I mean, that's the question. Does he even know what the actual death toll is? Are people afraid to I don't think he cares. Talk? Yeah, that's. Well, it's like, that. I mean, it's like object permanence is obviously not his strong suit. I mean, he's like a dog that chases <laughs> its tail. It's like, oh, my God, there's that thing again. I got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I tweeted you know? at him mm-hmm. on a daily basis, sometimes on an hourly basis. Good for you. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You Jody, know. you've been on fire on social media lately. So, I mean, <laughs> actually, you know what? We gave you a, a round of applause earlier for your radar. I'm going to give you another one. Standing ovation for Jody Hamilton on social media. Sticking it to Donald Trump. But, I mean, he deserves it. Absolutely, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. And he finally did it. He finally accomplished one of his many, many goals as this sham president, as this poser president. Trump wiped out all of the employment gains of the entire mm-hmm. Obama administration. More than 26 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits over the last five weeks, wiping out all, all of the job gains since the Great Recession. This has now rewound the job landscape back to 2010. More than 4.2 million people oh, We're filed. headed for 1929, buddy. <laughs> yeah, more than 4.2 million people filed for unemployment for the first time last week, down from more than 5.2 million the week before. Roughly 22 million jobs were created during the employment boom that began in September 2010. Oh, you mean American carnage. They, they mm. messed up in this copy here. It's not an employment boom. Donald Trump said in his inauguration that that boom was actually American carnage. I'm just right. correcting the record uh, here. We got your American fucking carnage now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, the employment boom, American carnage, according to Trump, in September 2010 and ended in February 2020. Last week's data, however, marked the third week in a row of declining jobless claims. That's, I guess, good news. Maybe uh, the peak appears to have been uh, the record uh, 6.87 million claims filed during the week of March 23rd. So there it is. Donald Trump set out to erase the Obama years. Well, he's kind of done it. He's kind of done it in executive orders, and he wasn't able to erase Obamacare. He wasn't able to erase the ACA. Yet. A little bit of it, but he's working on it. <laughs> You're exactly mm-hmm. right, Jody. Yeah, if, and Bob Barr has been awful busy. Bob, uh, yeah, Bill Barr. Bill oh, my Barr. God. Yeah, Bill Barr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, backstopping Donald Trump. I mean, these are people who are destroying the United States, and I'm not just saying that in the hyperbolic, polemic, uh, you know, op-ed writer sense that you see on uh, cable news all the time. I'm talking about... We're literally staring at the the possible end to the uh, American experiment here because of people like Bill Barr, people like Donald Trump, and the 62 million suckers who put them in the White House for no particular good fucking reason other than it got them off to do it, to own the libs by electing Donald Trump. Congratulations. You put Wiley Coyote in charge of nuclear Armageddon. That's a great idea. Let's do that more. Let's have President Tiger King in five or ten years. How about that? Donnie Exotic. Yeah, we're on the way. I mean, we're on the path toward President yeah. Tiger King, I assure you. 
They, I mean, now we're just cho- the, uh, half the population is just choosing just unredeemable assholes to be president of the United States now. That's who they're supporting. It doesn't matter anymore. Qualifications don't matter. Experience doesn't matter. Having a rational point of view, at the very least, doesn't matter anymore. We're just picking people because they're fucking crazy and we know what their names are. That's what it seems like now. That's what it seems like the, the whole ascendancy of Donald Trump is. Oh, I know him from television. Oh, he pisses off liberals? Let's make him president. Yay! <sighs> and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> right? I mean, we try, to, mm-hmm. we try to warn everybody, all three of us, the entire uh, Democratic Party and the entire a, a portion of the Republican Party, too, tried to warn America about this fucking maniac and it, it didn't matter because Russia, because of Facebook, because of all the usual things. And here we are stuck. Oh, with and this once guy. again, the you know the Senate investigative committee came back yesterday and said yes, yeah, Russia interfered with the 2016 election on behalf of Donald Trump. Exactly. Something that would have ended any other presidency uh, with that news in and of itself. And here we right. are. It doesn't, it doesn't even make headlines. It wasn't even a matter of headlines. I think. We talked about it for a second at the top of the show on Tuesday, and that was only because I saw the news story. I haven't seen it anywhere on cable news. I'm not seeing huge discussions about it on social media or anything like that. It just doesn't matter because of, and it should. I'm not saying it doesn't matter and that's a good thing. I'm saying that's a horrible thing because of the god-awful predicament we're in right now. Uh, meanwhile, the FDA commissioner said that we're not going to have a vaccine until March of 2021. Uh, that's optimistic. That's very optimistic, actually. I was thinking yeah. maybe September of next year, not not uh, that soon. That's actually very optimistic. Yeah, well, I think all of Trump's experts are in this scenario now where they have no choice but to be optimistic in order for them to continue to do their work. I was talking with John Fugel saying last night uh, about this very thing, is that uh, they're in this impossible trash compactor scenario where they have to, they feel like they're on the front lines trying to protect the American people, trying to rise to their job descriptions. And yet there's Donald Trump coming in and fucking around with things. You know, it's like uh, the Mm -hmm. the little kid who gets uh, upset with the video games. He picks up everyone else's video game controllers and throws them across the room and starts (laughs) bashing his keyboard. You know, this is for the German kid. They're trying to do their hard work, right? (laughs) Saving the American public from this virus. That's their boss. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, we're going to take one last break here, and uh, when we come back, (laughs) we're going to talk about Trump muzzling his experts. Uh, There's a lot more than just... uh, Just the FDA commissioner. Quite a few people here being muzzled by Donald Trump's irresponsibility, his ego, his desire to get reelected because he's afraid of going to prison. That's essentially why we're so fucked right now. To keep Donald Trump out of prison. That's fun. That's pathetic. All right, back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska!
This is uh, the great Mike Farley. Oh, gorgeous voice. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Song uh, from uh, his new album coming up, uh, B-Sides and Rarities, comes out on May 22nd. I don't know if that's the name of the album. It's not not called B-Sides and Rarities, but it's filled with B-Sides and Rarities, including <laughs> this song right here called Blue. Link in the description. Support all of our indie music, all of our indie bands here in the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. So Donald Trump is muzzling his experts, including his FDA commissioner. Uh, Meanwhile, the director of the federal agency responsible for developing the coronavirus vaccine was removed after pressing for rigorous vetting of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine to treat the coronavirus. This is uh, Dr. Rick Bright. I mean, my God. So there was a whole fracas in the press room yesterday where they were challenging Donald Trump on this guy's letter and the things that he was saying about how he wasn't allowed to do his work because of, quote unquote, clashes with political leadership. See also Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump was denying it. And then he said, well, I never said that. And then John Carl was reading the actual quotes. And then Donald Trump said, well, your headline was wrong. And he's just like, well, go fuck yourself. Seriously. This guy is responsible for working on a vaccine. He was dismissed as director of the Department of Health and Human Services Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, as well as his resistance to, quote, efforts to fund potentially dangerous drugs promoted by those with political connections. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Bright said that science, not politics and cronyism, must lead the way, adding that he believed he was removed from his post because he insisted that, quote, the billions of dollars allocated by Congress to address the COVID-19 pandemic, unquote, be put toward safe and scientifically vetted solutions and not in drugs, vaccines, and other technologies that lack scientific merit. How dare him? Well, this is a huge part of the whole right-wing problem, is that they yeah. want to be able to have a simple answer to complex questions. Yeah. They want to say, okay, we've got this new scary virus. We, we've got a simple, readily available answer. And, you know, it's like the whole Sarah Palin thing. We'll just make some moose chili and everything will be fine. <laughs> you know, it's like we have to completely go for the lowest com- – you know, they want to be – and it's just like the world isn't like that. Yeah. And it's – nuance is part of the deal here. And, mm-hmm. yes, you should rigorously vet anything that you're going to give to people on a mass scale because yeah. it could kill them. That's the whole thing about what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Oh, it God. sounds like the fucking eighth grade bully trying to get me to smoke a cigarette. You know, <laughs> right, like, right, right. You, what are you got? What's your mom going to find out? Are you scared? You know, it's just like. <laughs> so awful. So awful. That was one of the scariest moments of any Trump show so far was when he was, just try it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just take it. Just take, take it. Take it. Oh, take no, no, no. It. I think what was even what was even creepier was when he was telling the lady, one of the female reporters, shh, be quiet, calm yes. down, shh. That's right. It was oh, super man. rapey and gross. Yeah, it was so disgusting. Yeah. And just, it's just like, ew, go away, <laughs> go away. And I love the Not OA. You know, a friend of mine says the real C word is calm down. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. That's right. You just never say that to, you know. You Especially don't. me. Yeah. I mean, I'm like my doctor, when my blood pressure is up at the doctor's office, she goes, can you calm down? And I look at her, I'm like, now that you've said that, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not going to happen. Will you relax, Jody? For God's sake. Just, uh, just get over just it. Just relax. Just get over it. Get over it. But what's it. funny is when, it, what, what's funny is like my, my uh, heart rate will stay at like 67, 68 beats, but my pressure keeps going up. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm completely oh. calm, but the blood pressure is like, you're telling me to do what? Mm. You want this type A personality motherfucker to do what? Yeah. <laughs> now you've told me to not think about the thing that I'm thinking about. And now I'm thinking about it more, which is just making me more stressed out. I mean, it's a whole, it's, it's And then all, she bit a chunk out of his face and her heart rate never went above 60. <laughs> and then it's been fine. My my blood pressure has been ninety over sixty five ever since. Um, it's like love your suit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, here's something to spike your blood pressure. So uh, when President was asked about this guy yesterday, when he was asked about Rick Bright and Rick Bright's dismissal from HHS, mm-hmm. that you know the guy in charge of the vaccines, uh, Donald Trump said in response to the question, "I never heard of him." Yeah. He's a coffee boy. I never heard of him. You know, the federal government uh, point man on coming up with a vaccine for this pandemic. 
and Donald Trump never heard of him. I mean, it does, or sending his minions out to get him. I mean, that's what's yeah. going to end up happening. They're going to professionally ruin this guy. Right, mm-hmm. right. And then <sighs> this, just, that's the other thing. Then they become targets for all of the red hat trolls. Meanwhile, there's Doctor uh, or there's Robert Redfield. He's the director for the uh, Centers uh, uh, for Disease Control and Prevention. Issued a uh, uh, a candid warning on Tuesday in his Washington Post interview, a simultaneous flu and coronavirus outbreak next fall and winter will actually be even more difficult than the one we just went through. And he added mm-hmm. that calls to to protest to liberate states from stay at home orders, as President Trump has tweeted, were not helpful. He said the next morning, Trump cracked down uh, with a Twitter edict. Redfield had been totally misquoted in a cable news story summarizing the interview, he claimed, and would be putting out a statement shortly. And then by Wednesday morning, Redfield appeared at the uh, Daily White House briefing, you know, the Trump show, saying he had been accurately quoted after all, while also trying to soften his words as the president glowered next to him. Redfield said, I didn't say that this was going to be worse. I said it was going to be more difficult. God damn it. What's the fucking difference? And potentially complicated because we'll have uh, flu and coronavirus circulating at the same time. He added, it's more difficult doesn't mean it's going to be more impossible. This is the guy with the chin strap beard who looks like C. Everett Coop. That's who we're talking about. Robert Redfield. And so, and he is a doctor. I was right initially. Um, But... (laughs) This is just another case where these guys are trying to do their work and Donald Trump is nothing but an obstruction. He is doing nothing but hindering them from actually doing it because of his teeny tiny fragile brittle ego. Because he just can't handle anyone saying, hey, you know what that shit that you're hearing on the fucking Sean Hannity show and by Lou Dobbs, that shit that you're absorbing osmotically into your fucking walnut brain, that's wrong. And you shouldn't be believing that. But they can't say that to the guy. They can't tell the president, you know what? Stop listening to the bullshit cable news people because they're bullshit artists. Listen to us. We are the experts. They can't say that. So all they can do is to do their work quietly behind the scenes, hope that Donald Trump doesn't notice, and then when he does, he kisses their fucking asses. People are having to, like, fly in their PPE, like, under the radar with all this subterfuge because the federal government might just Mm -hmm. hijack their shit and steal it. And where is it going? Yeah, yeah, Maryland's governor, right? Didn't he have to get stuff from South Korea? Because his wife is of Korean descent, and she speaks Korean, and she was able to call from company to company. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering why the federal government is doing this like what is the logic what is the strategy behind hijacking mm-hmm. he's like he gets to hold the ppe and he turns around and he's like who likes me oh yeah you know yeah. and then yeah, he'll you know, give it to his rich friends so that they have their own private stash yeah but there are all sorts of states doctors. that suck him off and then you yeah know? florida and other states that are that are doing that they have everything they need and then some whereas california maryland Ohio, even with a Republican governor like Maryland, yeah. they're like they're they're calling him out and not getting the like Obama said the other day. There is no federal response. Yeah, I mean, remember that Saturday Night Live sketch with Phil Hartman as Bill Clinton going into the McDonald's, and he's talking mm-hmm. about he starts using the McNuggets to illustrate mm-hmm. how the warlords in Somalia were intercepting the aid to mm-hmm. the people. And so he was, he kept saying, uh, you know, we try to send them food intercepted by warlords and he takes a bite out of the (laughs) McNugget, right? Well, that's what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump's behaving like the fucking warlords in that Mm -hmm. example. He is intercepting the aid to the states like warlords, like Somalian Mm -hmm. warlords. Like we're we're back in fucking Mogadishu again. And this is our government. This is our federal government doing this. (laughs) I got to say, though, I got to thank him because he really did kill my governor's chances of re-election yesterday. All his opponent has to do is play that clip of the president going, he opens, it's too soon, it's too soon. And, I mean, that's remind us, Remind us again what uh, Brian Kemp did in Georgia to fuck over Stacey Abrams. Because I want to know, is it, was that also... Oh, he was the Secretary of State. He, he was the Secretary of State. He was voting. in control right. of the and, election. And, and he, like, was putting, yeah. he was putting absentee ballots in a drawer, right? He wasn't Not filing Not just that. Them. No, he, oh, he there took was like half a million system. people off the rolls. I mean, it was, it was totally systematic. systematic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He went through the whole, I mean, there was like, and there were shitty voter machines that didn't mm-hmm. work that were delivered to black districts and mm-hmm. things. You know, they delivered six voting machines to one area in College Park outside of Atlanta and only one power cable. Yeah. 
God. It just God. was shit like that. It was well, yeah, just and three hundred thousand people were thrown off the rolls. Yeah, it was uh, it was a systematic effort. I mean, he just totally because he was in control of the election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, the UN would never have certified no. that election if it happened in Libya mm-hmm. or you know Guatemala. They'd just be like, oh, no, 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 you don't get to preside over your own gubernatorial mm-hmm. election. But it's, you know, it, it just absolutely fucking unfucking believable. I'm in that state. I know I'm, it sounds like it now because I'm really in that mood today where I'm just like, what the fuck? I mean, every thought that's running through my head is both preceded and succeeded by the acronym WTF. Like WTF, I can't believe what you just said. WTF. That is basically my whole train of thought today. By the way, I mean, just so you know, we're at the point now where the villains have taken over. The villains have taken over the federal government and the villains are deepening their talons into, you know, the, the, the running the courts, of this country, the yeah, the courts, everything. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have a story. But damn it. Yeah. I want a better class of villain. Cause at least, you know, like Skynet at least was self-aware. Like I just, I oh know, God, man. we've been taken over by a bunch of illiterate potato men. Yes. Illiterate potato. Oh, man, holy fuck. Well, that's a contender for the name of the show today, by the way. There is another. I, but I got to give a shout out before we go any further okay. to my mayor and the mayor of Atlanta, who are both courageously trying to keep their constituents safe in the yeah. midst of this flagrant moron, this dickbag who just cons- just apparently thinks he. I, I, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the point that I was getting at earlier about the Batman villains taking over the federal government at this point is I have a story about another villain who is deepening his stranglehold on the American public. Okay, well, we're going to talk about this guy coming up on the post-mortem show, bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow. If you want to listen, subscribe for $5 a month. That gets you two post-mortem shows a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. It's extra bonus content. We just keep on talking after this music is done playing. That is called the post-mortem show. If you want to sign up for $10 a month, that'll also get you the after party in addition to the post-mortem show. I haven't really talked about this lately, but $15 a month is an actual tier on our Patreon page. And for your $15, you not only get the after party every Friday, you also get the post-mortem shows Tuesday and Thursday, plus commercial-free ultimate editions of this show. No commercials, and the post-mortem show is included at the end. So you have one big file, one big show to listen to, and uh, uncut. That's how I listen. Yep, there you go. $15 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Also, please support all of our podcasts here. Uh, of course, Jody Hamilton's podcast from the bunker, from dash the dash bunker.com. Everywhere you get your podcasts, also at sexyliberal.com, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. And David's podcast is called The T-Rex Report. That's at patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Subscribe over there. Meanwhile, you can also support Kimberly Johnson's podcast at patreon.com slash start me up. And of course, Buzz Burbank's podcast at uh, buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcast. Brand new episode of Buzz Burbank News and Comment out today. Go listen to it. I got a commentary in there that I'm okay with. I'm actually satisfied with my commentary this this week. So go listen to that. Everybody, be yeah. safe, be well. Yes. Don't cut your hair. <laughs> I just got to end with this acronym WTF. What the mm. fuck? Take care, folks. Bye bye.